What is up? We're back. Novelty Voice, episode 12. We're here with Timna Mazari. Wait, repeat this. Sorry. Mazari you. No. What is it? Masariu. Masariu. Yes. Masariu. Timna Masariu. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm great as well. Um, We're here at 120 Collective, a podcast station here on Monument Circle in Indianapolis, Indiana. Um, We're just about to dive into, you know, Timna's life. She is a blogger, uh, you know, big on social media, on Instagram specifically. Timna, where are you from? I'm a Hoosier. I'm from Indy, born and raised here, and grew up um, on the south side and then moved over to Brownsburg where I graduated high school and went to college at IUPUI. And I kind of always knew I wanted to stay here and live in Indy. And I love the town of Zionsville. So now that's where I live. Awesome. Where yeah. were, was it Greenwood Southside? Or where are you from no, Southside? No, we were like, um, I went to Triton Central Okay. Um, growing up. So yeah. it's like Southeastern. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's actually where uh, Wyatt, he was just in here. Um, his dad owns the building. He goes to Triton. Oh, okay. Uh, we were just there for a basketball game the other, the other day. Um, but awesome. So what was your childhood like? Did you have any siblings? Were you an only child? Oh, man. How long do we have? Do we have a long time? Yeah, we do. As long <laughs> as you want. My childhood, um, my parents got a divorce when I was like three, and there were four of us. They remarried. They had more kids. So there are eight other brothers and sisters. I'm one of nine. Oh, wow. I know how to share really well. Um, but <laughs> what's unique about my experience is I was the youngest when I lived with my mom. Then I left and moved in with my dad and moved to Brownsburg, and then I was the oldest. So I have literally lived both lives, the youngest and the oldest, and they come with different responsibilities, and um, they change you a little bit. So it was kind of awesome. What what was it like? like? What were the biggest difference between being the oldest and the youngest? Being the youngest, you got picked on. <laughs> I can relate. <laughs> um, and everything was hand-me-down. Being the oldest, you're the first to do everything. And, you know, my dad basically got handed a teenager, and he had little kids, so he didn't really know exactly how to parent a teenager yet. Mm. Um, so I got a massive hall pass to do whatever I wanted <laughs> on both ends, um, which was kind of cool. But being the oldest um, was harder than being the youngest. Being the youngest was was easy because there's somebody looking out for you yeah I had to start looking out for other people mm. um, so that was new for me definitely and yeah. so when you were younger what was your dream job what were you wanting to be when you grew up I always knew I was going to do marketing interesting I know okay. that wasn't like <laughs> wow I was going to be you know something like a doctor or something I just always knew I was going to be in sales and marketing um, a lot of people started off in college and they were like oh I don't know what I want to do I don't know what to do I always knew. Mm-hmm. I knew in high school. I was like, okay, I'm going to get out, and I'm going to go. I did a thing in high school called DECA. Is that still around? DECA? Who did Maybe. it? Okay. It was amazing. Like, I won things. I went to competitions, and I would just be able to, like, put together marketing plans, and I just had a knack for it. So I knew from there I was going into college, and I was going to get a marketing degree. So I did, and because I grew up pretty much poor, I was like, all right, I got to pay for my own college education. So I did that, and I was like, I'm going to go to IPY where it's more affordable. And I went to Kelly School of Business and majored in marketing, distribution management, and international business. So I did all that in like three and a half years. Oh, wow. That's awesome. So were you, in order to, um, you know, pay for your own college, did you start a business, or did you just get some side jobs here and there? No. One thing that's good is you get some grants because – 
you don't have any money. <laughs> the other thing is, is I worked. And so I waited tables, which is such a good job for people that want to be in an environment of like marketing and mm -hmm. outgoingness because you have to learn a lot of multitasking and you have to meet people and you have to please people within seconds oh, yeah. of meeting them. Mm -hmm. And you make crazy cash. <laughs> so I worked at this little restaurant called Elegance in Brownsburg and I'd open up on Saturday mornings at like 6 a.m. until noon and I'd just rake in the dollars and I would pay for my college in cash the first year, oh, which wow. is great. And then I finally left the restaurant business um, after a little while then got into like... Um, you know, working for retail and that mm -hmm. kind of thing, um, where I'm, you know, very passionate about fashion. We'll talk about that later. But yeah, I paid for it, but mostly myself and then did a few loans and then paid those off. Right on. So when you, uh, like when you were younger, knowing that you were always going to be into marketing, did you have a entrepreneurial type of mindset? Did you want to start any businesses? Did you do anything to make, you know, like a side hustle when you were younger or not really? I didn't do that. I mean, like, maybe a killer lemonade stand every <laughs> now and then, I don't remember, but um, I just knew that I could do sales, and it wasn't like, oh, I have to do it for my own company. I was like, you know, I just, I like to go out and promote and market and sell things. Um, I This particular gig that I'm in now didn't even exist, so there was no social media when I was growing up, yeah. so... I mean, I went to college on floppy disks, so if that <laughs> gives everybody a little bit of perspective about, <laughs> like, email was new when I was in college. I, there was no email in high school yet. I mean... So when did you stumble upon social media, like Instagram? When did you first make your account? Six months ago. Really? Only six months ago? I didn't stumble across Instagram six months ago. I just started Savvy Style Mom yeah. six months ago. Did you have an account before that, or was that the first yeah, one you started? Yeah, private account, just a, okay. you know, T. Masaryu. Okay, or gotcha. Or Ma Mazarui or whatever. <laughs> That's my bad. <laughs> no, um, and then, so I was going to ask you too. Do you have any kids? I do. I have two kids. I mean, obviously, savvy, savvy style mom. Yep. You know, I have kids. Um, two boys, <coughs> five and two. What so is that busy. like? Yeah. Oh man, we're busy. And boys, like, so I have a girl brain, and I'm raising two boy brains, and you. It's they just think differently. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, I had I literally went to some like classes, like parental classes where they teach you about boy brain, girl brain, because you got to know. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a different thing. Like they throw things and it's not because they're trying to be mean or trying to be bad. They throw things because that's how boys react. <laughs> you know, they just get excited and they like smack. <laughs> You're like, okay. Um, so it's, it's always an adventure, which I love. And I absolutely love being a boy mom and they're the joy of my life. And it's fun. Any more kids in the future? We are done, actually. Um, we went through years of infertility and got blessed to be able to have our first son on our own. And that was like a miracle. And just having him already felt like enough to me. And then two years later, we miraculously were blessed again, had the second one, and we were both like, okay, so we can officially do this. Like, yeah. <laughs> now we have to talk about what's our plan. <laughs> and he was like, I think I'm good. And I was like, I am too. Like, I don't, people are like, oh, you got to have the girl. You're so girly. You need the girl. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't want to be outnumbered. <laughs> I feel like we're man to man right now. We have a good thing going. I feel like that third kid might just like, I don't know, not make it to basketball practice or something. <laughs> like we we drop him. No, I feel you. But hey, con congrats, honestly, because like you said, a miracle. And so, um, you know, what, what I wanted to kind of go back to is, you know, you have this marketing degree at IUPUI 
then what was that first initial step after college for you? Yeah, I w- you work with your counselors at school, man. Definitely, <laughs> I think that's yeah. So <laughs> important, and you got to get out there and in the community. And so they were a big part of helping me get connected with Vitran Express, which was my first job right out of college. And I worked in their um, like special ops operations. They kind of created a job for me, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and then we had 9/11. And the transportation industry took a huge hit, and it was, you know, so that wasn't good. So the company downsized, and then from there I got into sales. And I started doing um, staffing sales for K-Force. And that's where I actually ended up meeting my husband because he worked in the Bank One. I just called it Bank One, you guys. It used to be called Bank One. Salesforce? No, Bank One Tower. It's now the Regents Tower. Regents Tower. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, see. When I, I was know. working there, it was <laughs> called the Bank One Tower, okay. and my husband worked there, too, and so that's where how we met is through that avenue. But, yeah, I just kept going with sales after that and then went into medical device sales from okay. there and really liked it until I decided to become a stay-at-home mom. So, okay, that's kind of what I want to dive into more is what was your experience in corporate America, and did you, did you leave corporate America because you – genuinely just wanted to be a stay-at-home mom or were you tired of the corporate America life or you know so I was a medical sales rep and what's different about that particular job if you if you're not familiar with it is you work for yourself out of your home Mm -hmm. and they ship you the product and then you go to the doctor's offices and you promote that product so you really kind of are like your solo gig and almost feels entrepreneurial yeah um so you're kind of on your own I wasn't dealing with a day in day um go to the office and like you know, deal with the office politics. Mm-hmm. That part I had done before, and I knew I don't, I don't, that wasn't my favorite fit. Yeah. I liked being out on the road and doing my own thing and making my own hours and scheduling my own, you know. And so when I realized that I kind of like doing my own gig, I was like, okay, well, you know, now that I'm doing what I'm doing, it fits. And I see how that fits with my personality. Like, I'm not a clock in from eight to five. At, a, really at an office person. It yeah. just isn't my style. Um, <clears throat> so, but when we got to the point of having children, we actually were going to adopt. And so going back to that whole miracle baby thing, mm-hmm. I had told my entire family we were going to adopt. We had picked our agency. I was actually in the agency appointment, pregnant and didn't know it. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and so this agency was like, hey, if you get pregnant, you know, we, we're so excited. We just want you, you know, to tell us because we got a list of moms behind you that can't have kids that, you know, we need to move up the list. So I called them and told them, they're like, we actually get this all the time. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me because <laughs> this was just like not on my radar mm-hmm. at all. So anyway, I had already planned to leave my medical sales job and stay at home prior to even knowing I was pregnant because I was going to start doing the adoption process. We could have gotten a baby in like a month. Okay. Like there was no nine month wait. It was like we could have a baby in a month. I got to be like ready to go. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, once I did find out, I went ahead and stayed on board through my second trimester and then decided to build the nursery get acclimated. I had to turn in a company car, buy the mom car, get the <laughs> SUV, get the, <laughs> so just get all set up with that. So definitely. Yeah. And so when did you discover blogging? Um, you just got, you started your Instagram page six months ago. So mm-hmm. what made you s- be like, Hmm, I'm going to try blogging. That is such a good question. So, um, 
I think really what was going on is I've been out of the workforce now like six years. And like I said, I love to market and I still have a lot of gifts and talents. And I was sitting in church and the preacher for the last like three Sundays, the message was about using your gifts and talents that God gave you. And I love being a mom and it is my first job and it is the hardest job Mm -hmm. by far in the world. And I was like, you know, but I, I still think I could do something else. Like I, I want a little something more and I'm not ready to go back to work work. So how do I create something that is completely mine on my own time frame that allows me to m- use my marketing talents? And so this just kind of popped up in my head. And obviously I'm on Instagram. And obviously I'm following people. Yep. And then I'm kind of like, well, shoot, I have all these same clothes. <laughs> <laughs> shoot, I am like, what? So <clears throat> I was talking to some of my friends at a birthday party, and I was like, you know, I've been toying around this idea, and they were like, yes, mm. you should do this. You'd be perfect at it. And I'm like, okay. So I didn't give it too much thought, because if I would have given it, like, tons and tons of thought and research, I'd probably talk myself out of it. Yeah. I am a kind of person, and this is a personality trait thing. I know not everybody's like this. I just jump. Mm-hmm. Like, if I wait till I have it all figured out, it's not going to happen. Yeah, or I will in. talk myself out of it. So I better just jump off the cliff, because here's the deal. If, it's, if I decide it's, I don't like it, you can always just stop. You're mm-hmm. your own boss. Yep. So it didn't seem like there was going to come a lot of risk or challenge with it. I was wrong. There's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of challenge with it. Yeah, um, yeah so you've got to have a really good headspace to do what you do on social media. So initially, when you first started blogging, what was the hardest part for you? What was the biggest challenge that you had to overcome? Man, I'm still going through them. Um, I don't always know what to do. I Mm -hmm. mean, it's not like there's this perfect little book that says, oh, great, here you go. Do this, do this, do this. I mean, sure, you can go to courses and classes and and spend tons of money for somebody to tell you. And I've looked into some of those and things, too. Um, And some of them I've tried, and I didn't get, like, any information out of it. Yeah. Um, but it's really just the part that's the hardest is the vulnerability of putting yourself out there. Talk on that real quick. Why is I that? Mean, oh, man. Well, you just, you have to step out of your comfort zone. Yep. And, and anybody that does that, I mean, yeah, that vulnerability is intimidating. And mm-hmm. you're like, okay, um, you just, you hit that share button. You're like, and there it goes. It's live. So okay. with that vulnerability for the past six months, putting yourself out there, have you seen yourself grow in a tremendous way? Is that where you think the growth comes from? Is that vulnerability? Yes. Um, so I go back to this and I'm like, all right. Felt like God was like calling on me, you know, do something that is you got to remember, I was a private account. Like, I have never really put myself out there before. Mm-hmm. So this is so new to me. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, he's leading me down this path. What is it he wants from me? What's he trying to show me? Who does he want me to meet? All right, I'm going to go. If he leads, I'll follow. Okay. And so I'm letting him lead, and I'm following, and things are just happening. I mean, I really don't have, like, some better design other than that. I just mm-hmm. say, okay. <clears throat> you got to put your work in, For sure. you know, so you reach out, you collaborate, they reach back, people reach out to me, and I just figure out what works for my niche, and my niche is really just inspiring other women, mm-hmm. um, my platform is affordable fashion, Okay. Um, but really, you know, they, people talk about, like, being an influencer, and I don't really love that term, 
I feel Same. like it has a bit of a negative connotation to it. Yep. And I feel like, you know, other people on the flip side of it are like, I, I don't want you to think that you're, that I'm influencing them. You know, yep. everybody makes their own choices and decisions. I'm more like a collaborator. So when I approach a brand, it's about working with them and their needs. And so what I do is I promote other women's businesses primarily and products by other women. Um, I want to raise other people up. And in doing that, my Instagram and my style and my account, my brand has just grown. Mm -hmm. It grows with them. And so it's really all just collaborating. I That's very, very... Um Cool that you say that because, you know, what we're based off of is creating, networking, and growing. So it's just about collaborating with other people, brands, individuals, and partnering and just helping each other grow. Um, you know, the fact that you said the whole influencer term, that's something that I've been thinking about a lot lately because, you know, you do hear that more. And I think that it has been having that negative connotation to where... Um, it's almost like, I don't want to say mainstream, I don't know the, the correct words, but I feel like, you know, kids are trying to, if they're an influencer, they become cool, quote unquote cool. I feel like, you know, a true influencer is a leader. You know, it's someone that um, pays a path, pays a path and, you know, has, motivates people more to, um, you know, buy a product, do do whatever uh, whatever they're trying to get that person to do, but it's doing it in a genuine way. I feel like there's just a lot of people out there right now that are trying to become these influencers who think that it's all about making their Instagram look good mm -hmm. and getting 10,000 followers, and then they're an influencer, which you and I both know that's not yeah. right at all. Right. <laughs> Um, yeah, the number under the name, that follower thing, it, it really doesn't have a lot to do with who you are and what you're doing on your um, account because obviously, I mean, I'm not a 10,000 follower person. However, there are people that can, you can just go buy that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's for sale. Yeah. Um, but growing an organic audience of people that genuinely want to see what you're doing, mm -hmm. that's inspiring. Mm. That is where the space I want to be in. Um, how, how do you do that then? You know, how are you building this organically? Is it all about just um, creating those relationships on social absolutely. media? Absolutely. Relationships. It's just like what you guys do. I mean, you know this firsthand. It's going back to that working with other people, reaching out to other people, because when you're promoting others, you just rise as well. And so that's really how I created that organically was how can I help you, mm. you know? And I would just do a lot of really big ideas like you guys do around here. I was like, great, I want to get a bunch of women together. I'm going to have a sip and shop at my house. Once again, I just jump in yeah. without my plan, <laughs> and then I create the plan after. <laughs> I'm like all in. Um, and I'm going to get the reporters to come, and I'm going to put it in the paper, and we're going to put it all over social media, and we're going to raise money for the Ohana House for women that are – you know, in need. Mm -hmm. and all about women, raise women up, super fun, super successful, ton of work, way more work than I knew it was going to be, <laughs> but I'm so happy I did it. I met so many women, I made so many relationships, and things just really started booming from there um, because I focused on others. Mm -hmm. And when you focus on others, you will grow. Mm -hmm. Once this becomes the Timna show, it's going to shut down. This is not a Timna show. So I don't like the term influencer too much blogger mm. if you want to call my instagram feed a blog i guess that's legit 
I'm going to work on a blog down the road when there's a little more time because job number one is mommy (laughs) and we haven't found the time to write (laughs) a whole bunch yet. But I'm just focusing on other people and how I can help them. And that's how it grows organically. I love it. Um, And so going into uh, blogging, you know, you had mentioned how your friends were like, oh, yeah, you should do that. So with with your mentality going into it, was it more focused on, hey, I just want to collab and help people? Or were you really doing it at first because you saw it as a way to create an extra source of income? Oh, gosh. <clears throat> so I never am going to approach my business as I need money. Mm. This is not a, like I make money at what I do. Yeah. But I do not approach anything that I accept to do, work with someone for what it gives me monetary wise. My This, again, is my side hustle, if you will. And it is all about passion. It is all about helping in other people. And so the money side of it was not on the even radar of my brain. It was literally like an outlet for mom, a way to use my gifts and talents, listening to God and saying, okay, I'm going to follow you. You're opening this door. Why are you opening this door? Obviously, you have people you want me to meet. Mm. So I just said, all right, I'm going to jump, and I'm going to go, and I'll go wherever it takes me. And it's just taking me. Yeah. And I'm just going to keep going with that. If I start focusing on, well, I'm not getting paid for that, so I'm not going to do it. If I start making it all about money, I think I'll lose the original goal and the original intention of why I created Savvy Style Mom. Inspire other women through multiple avenues with a platform of affordable fashion. And I'm just going to keep going with it on that direction. Um, It's not about the money. I love it. And that's what we've realized, too, is as soon as you take that focus off of the money and put it on the other people. That's when the growth happens. That's when the genuine relationships happen. And um, it's really powerful. I don't know. It's just, especially like-minded women coming together, that's powerful within itself, um, going towards a definite purpose. So I really like what you're doing. I I want you to, you know, keep going all in with everything. Um, But I guess what I'm more curious about is what, all because people blogging it's such a generic term I feel like nowadays so what goes into a, a blog if you're a blogger what does that actually mean for people and again I'm still growing and learning in this avenue and <clears throat> I think in 2019 we're going to see some things change actually in the quote-unquote generic term blogger uh, for people that are on social media that are collaborating with brands and promoting brands you're going to see a lot less of the super, um, I mean, you're still going to see some of it, but you're going to see a little less of the perfectly polished photography. Yeah. And we are really making a push more towards real life and realism photography. Mm -hmm. So you're going to see a lot more iPhone, uh, iPhone snapshots, real life, everyday stuff. People want to follow lifestyles. So within my brand, I work with some amazing fashion people, but I'm also working in the lines of makeup and hair and food and health and fitness and all of the things that encompass my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and we might even see some avenues that start portraying more into the mom side of things with kids and kid collaborations and that kind of stuff. But we're, we're looking at people and we're wanting to see behind the scenes. So behind the scenes and that real life is way more of what you're going to 
find from bloggers in 2019. Yeah, like who that person really is as an individual. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Um, and so I guess the next question I have for you then is, is there anyone on Instagram that you look up to that inspires you? There's like a, a, another blogger <laughs> or just name a couple. Tons. Um, gosh, I mean, photography-wise, Olivia Rink is phenomenal. I mean, she's... Is she a, a local photographer here? No, or? she just moved to New York. But okay. um, locally in Indiana, I, I hang out with a lot of these girls, and they're all wonderful. I love Kelly Baston with Big Hair Foodie Fair. I love <coughs> Trendy and Indy is super uh, kind and polite, and she's got great content, and she really goes more into this lifestyle thing besides mm -hmm. just the fashion. Um I like Seersucker and Saddles because of the health and fitness stuff that she portrays. And she's a mom and she's not, she does a really good job of like showing real life stuff and mm -hmm. the mom life. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> I love that. I appreciate that. Um, so yeah, there's a ton of good ones in town. I could keep going. Karina Style Diaries. I like Kathleen Poe. She's got a, a beautiful representation of a Instagram blog. And so, yeah, I mean, there's tons here in town, but there's, it's a saturated market if you haven't looked at fashion blogging. Mm -hmm. Well, what then There's what so sets many. you, what do you think sets you apart from that saturated market? You know, I got into this because I was looking through my feed and it is so many young, beautiful, very small women. Every size zero looks pretty good in a pair of jeans. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I mean, it's pretty on point. <laughs> but as a mom that just got finished having two babies my body had changed and I'm going okay great but what's gonna look good on on a woman my age mm -hmm. that's almost a size eight you know and so I decided that I was going to reach out to these boutiques and how things really took off as I said listen I've been a long time customer and now I'm into this side of it and I want to be a promoter for your brand and let's show people what it looks like what is the average size that you sell in your pants? Mm -hmm. Six and eight, baby. Six <laughs> and eight. There you go. And so who has the most buying money? My demographic. Yep. So extra disposable income to shop your brand comes from women my age. Mm -hmm. Well, great. Let's start showing women my age what it looks like to wear your brand. Mm. And they were like, yes, I need you to come over and model my stuff and let's collaborate. Here's my stuff. And it just kind of happened like that because I was like, listen, this stuff is all really cute, but I'd order it and I'm like, it's too little. Yeah. So let's show women what how to style themselves post-baby and stay in the game and still be trendy when you're nearing 40 years old. So <laughs> would you say that all these people that you were reaching out to, obviously you have a marketing sales background, so you kind of approached them with that, but were they pretty reciprocal? Uh, did they pretty much understand like what you were saying as far as you know what's something that we run into a lot is talking to older business owners they don't really understand the promoting on Instagram using you know the quote-unquote influencers or any, yes. anyone like that so was it hard to get through to people or did were they just like yes let's go um, as far as the fashion stuff, most of the ones I've reached out to are already on Instagram, so they already pretty yeah. much understood it. Makes sense. And I had way more yeses with my approach than I ever had noes. Um, noes were mainly just like, well, we're already working with someone, and we've got this lined up, and then they're going to plug me in later. So it's still on the table. Um, but I had one account where they literally like, I have no clue about Instagram. You're going to have to teach me. And it was <laughs> kind of fun, actually, because I was like, I don't feel so like – 
out of it because yeah, <laughs> yeah. normally I'm the one that's feeling really old and out <laughs> of it as I talk to people. But um, I, I got them up to speed and they're loving it and they're going to do a great job with it. And it's been really fun to teach them, show them, train them. Um, and they're a really big brand. So, um, yeah, there's there's been a, a little bit of everything, I feel like. But mostly people get what I'm trying to deliver and they and they see where I add value. Yeah. I haven't had to, like, explain too much how I add value. They can they clearly see it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's awesome. Um, and so... I, is there? I know you probably like working with all your brands, but is there one particular brand that you've just loved working with the most? Oh gosh, I don't know if I could just say one. Um, well, first of all, I will never forget the brands that, like, when I was nobody, mm -hmm. when I like literally turned Savvy Style Mom on, and three weeks later, I'm working with a brand. Like, I won't forget those brands For sure. because I was a nobody. Mm -hmm. I didn't have a value statement yet. I didn't even have followers yet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just like, who am I marketing to? Um, <clears throat> so those are like, they hold a special spot in my heart because everybody has to have a first day and they took a chance on me and they're still with me and we've grown together. And I'm like, oh, that's like, I love working with them for a different reason. Um, I have a new one coming up that I could end up loving. It's a wine collaboration. There you <laughs> <So> go. <laughs> who knows? That one could be super awesome. Um, I have a fitness collaboration that I really enjoy because that's a part of me that I just, I, I love fitness. Yeah. Um, I have a makeup collaboration that I love makeup. I can't get enough of it. <laughs> I just since I was eight years old, I have been into makeup. Love getting all dolled up. It's just who I am. So. That one is really fun for its own reasons because mm -hmm. it's a little bit of an art form. Makeup yeah. is art, and so there's I get to create and be creative and have an art thing. But there's some fashion brands that inspire me a lot. I love working with Leslie Jane Boutique. Um, they have just really unique style offerings here in Indiana where you see a lot of things look so similar. Mm -hmm. So um, that's a great boutique that I like to work with. But there's tons. I mean... There's lots of great ones. For sure. And that's what I really like about what you're doing is you're able to build a platform where you can then go collaborate and work with people that are um, in a business that you're actually passionate about. Makeup, mm -hmm. you know, fashion, wine, <laughs> <laughs> just different things. And so right. I think if someone can structure, you know, something similar around the things that they actually enjoy, they'll have a much happier lifestyle. A hundred percent. I mean, and it doesn't feel like work. Exactly. Yeah. The second it starts feeling like work, and tr trust me, I put in a lot of hours. I put a lot of 3 a.m. hours yeah. in. Most of my growth happens from midnight to 3 a.m. when I grind it out. Mm. Because everyone in the house is asleep. My brain is finally off mommy mode. My dishes are done. My laundry is done. And now I focus on Savvy Style Mom. And every small business owner, I know you know this over here, you have to work a lot of off hours just to grow your business when you're trying to juggle the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, I, I just, I like to work in the middle of the night and grind it out and see what happens. So you were just talking about this journal that you have sitting here talking about, uh, grinding it out and the mindset. Can you just go explain yeah. a little bit about this journal? And I think it's, yeah. you know, really cool how you have this, but I think it'd be um, good for everyone to kind of yeah. hear. So it's just a kickoff to my 2019. This is the Rachel Hollis Journal, and you can follow Rachel Hollis and Dave Hollis. They're a couple, and they are kind of on the same 
you know, they're a social media inspiration. They go and they travel the country, several countries, and they do conferences about inspiring people. And, and it's really Rachel's the lead, and she's looking to inspire women to be the best that they can be. Mm-hmm. And so when you're doing something like what I'm doing, it can be a real lonely game. Yeah. And so you're always looking for who's going to guide you and inspire you. And this is definitely one of the ladies that I follow. And so this past year, she came out with her own customized journal. And so we all did the hashtag uh, last 90 days. Mm-hmm. And that was all about um, saying what you're grateful for every day, giving up something that you eat that's bad for you, <laughs> drinking your weight in water. It had like five things that you had to do every day. Well, from that, people started wanting a journal mm-hmm. that helped them write what they were grateful for. So she designed this. The front cover says, this is her favorite quote, I refuse to live as half of myself because other people can't handle all of me. And I just love that. Yeah, that's deep. It is. It's (laughs) like, especially when you're doing what I'm doing, it's like I could tone it down to make everybody happy or... Or I could show the real me, and you Mm -hmm. either or you like it or you don't, and that's okay with me. Yep. Um, So anyway, inside the journal, each day you'll talk about the five things that you're grateful for, and they have to be specific. You can't be like, I'm grateful for my, you know, that I have food and water. It's like you really have to dive down and be like, what happened just today that made me see the gratefulness in my life? And when Mm. you live in a mindset of gratefulness, it's really hard to let the negative stuff bog yeah. you down. Fear, yes, all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. And we talk a lot about social media. I mean, it's constantly talked about how it can have a lot of negative headspace. Mm-hmm. It creates a lot of negative headspace. It creates a lot of comparison. And so everybody's highlight reel, like, oh, this is all what's so perfect. And like I was saying before, you're going to see a big shift in some of the people that are out there as public figures, if you will, or collaborators or influencers or bloggers start to really show much more of realistic life Mm -hmm. than this perfection life because it's a turnoff sometimes. Um, Just this past week at church, I go to Trader's Point Christian Church, and they were the whole message was about killing what's killing you Mm. and stopping the comparison game. And, man, there I mean, we've never been more influenced by comparison than the launch of social media. I mean, there was a study done, and I can't remember which one, because they were just telling me about it. But it the equivalent of scrolling through your Facebook and Instagram feed at everyone's joyful life and feet in the sand and crazy vacations and all the perfectness is equivalent to your brain thinking it's being chased by a lion. It like mm-hmm. gives you such anxiety yeah. that it can keep you in a mindset of constantly having that fight or flight thing going on because you're not doing those things right. and you're seeing it right constantly. like they're studying this brain thing and it's just interesting so anyway church was all about this whole comparison thing he's like maybe you should get off social media and i'm laughing because i'm like um i can't it's <laughs> sort of my job <laughs> it's kind of my job but it can spin this web of envy mm. and that's a dangerous place to be in so in order for me to stay on and do well with what I do, my mindset has to be right. So again, it can't be the Timna show. It's got to be about other people. It's got to be about inspiring other women. It has to have purpose. And I have to use this gratefulness journal to make sure that when I'm on there doing what's essential to my job mm-hmm. and talking with other people and looking at other people's stuff that I don't compare myself because mm. the second I start falling into that trap game over. Yeah. It's not going to be a place of happiness anymore. 
And so where did this mindset come from? Was this something that you discovered as you became a blogger here recently? Or have you always had this mindset of being grateful and trying to become the best version of yourself possible? I would say it just came with this vulnerability of being on Mm -hmm. social media in the way that I am. It was so easy to be private and have your 300, 400 followers of friends and post about your kids (laughs) and never put yourself out there. Well, that changed. And when that changed, I had to change my mindset or else I was going to fall into that social media, you know, depression and, oh, no, I'm not doing this and I'm not good enough or, you know, uh, beating myself up about the way I look. And I don't want to do that because that's no longer going to make doing what I'm doing joyful and it's also not going to be effective. And so it's we all know this. It's easy to be like, oh, how'd they do that? Or what's that person doing? Or, you know, didn't they just go to Hawaii like two months ago and now they're in London? I don't understand. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So just only, like, we're all running a race. And if you, did did you ever run track? I did, yes. Okay, I'm a track girl. I was a runner. And so sprints, not distance. (laughs) You got to stay in your lane. If you look right or if you look left, you're going to fall down. Don't do that. Just straightforward tunnel Run the race. Be with everybody. Be out there. But you got to look straight ahead. Yeah. And so I do my best work when I jump on and I focus just on Savvy Style Mom mm-hmm. and my brands and working with my brands and lifting them up. My mindset, I have to be careful if I'm scrolling too much. Yeah. Don't get on that Explorer page, man. <laughs> like I, I 100% agree. I I, nowadays, I'm more of, I like to view myself as a producer of content rather than a consumer of the content scrolling for hours just getting in that deep rabbit hole I mean it definitely does uh kind of get to you right in in some ways but uh no that's awesome I I definitely um like what you're doing but I know that you know with blogging that's not the only thing that you have going on what is this refine you program will you talk about that at all so that's another one of the newer collaborations and so I only do collaborations with things that I actually want happening in my life Mm. so I wouldn't do this program if I didn't want to personally do it and I I was seeking it out so um you know we all go through the holidays and we kind of like chillax a little bit and we're like eating all the things drinking all the things you've got thanksgiving and christmas and holiday parties and then your new year's and you get done with that and you're like packing up your christmas decorations and everyone goes through this they're like i don't feel so great (laughs) yeah because you just binged on everything Mm -hmm. and so i was planning on uh, revamping my health and fitness because there is no doubt about it i am a better person i'm a better mom i'm a better wife i'm a better friend when I'm getting better sleep, feeling more energetic, and that all comes from my nutrition. Mm. And so this past year, I was able to do two whole 30s, one in April and one in October. And that program is really restrictive if you haven't, if you're not familiar with whole 30 is, you can only eat whole fruits and vegetables and lean meats. And all dairy, soy, all grains, all of that is off the table. Absolutely no alcohol. Okay. I think you heard me mention I have a wine collaboration, so that isn't going to work for me right now. Um, I enjoyed Whole30. I felt completely different. I'm not kidding you. I felt like I lost 20 years, went back 20 years. (coughs) I was um, just full of energy. I woke up on my own naturally at like 530 in the morning. I am not a morning person. My husband was like, 
what are you doing up? <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure, but I don't even need coffee. I'm like ready to go. That's awesome. Yeah. And so I knew right then and there that everything I was feeling that I, and we think it's because we're moms and we're older and <clears throat> that your hormones change or whatever. It's it's not all that. So much of my tiredness was just that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And I'm a big carb girl and I'm a big sugar girl. And I mean, I probably had two sugar cookies a day with my coffee <laughs> the entire month. <laughs> and I'm feeling that. Mm-hmm. And so the Refine You program is a a long term lifestyle program. So okay. Whole Thirty is meant to like you do this for thirty days and you rock it hardcore and it's super restrictive. But then you have to come off of it. And it's not sustainable to live your life in yeah. that much restriction. Refine you is this is absolutely sustainable. We're going to do this for seven weeks. That usually helps people create a good habit yep. of eating the right foods. And so with it, you're going to track your macros. Macros are your macronutrients of like protein, fat, and carbohydrates. And you're going to really start to understand food a lot better. Okay. And you're going to understand how it fuels you. And my macros change each day based on my strength workouts, cardio workouts, and rest days where I don't work out. And along this journey, yes, you're going to lose some weight. But this is not a weight loss journey for me. Gotcha. Um, again, I pitch to brands that I'm a size eight. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm not the there's no major goal to try to be, you know, super thin. I want to be healthy mm. and whatever healthy looks like for my body. I am totally OK with it. Yeah. So I want to be more energetic and I need better sleep. I mean, since kids, my sleep is terrible. I sleep light as a feather. If there is one little pop in the house or crack or anything, the air conditioning sometimes or the heat when it comes on it just wakes me up. <laughs> I don't sleep good. And so. So many people have said, you know, you're going to sleep a lot better with this program. And so I'm just encouraged to see how I'm going to feel different. And I want to inspire other women. I want to share this program. This is a woman-owned business. She's a PA. Her name is Kim Golitz. And she designed it herself because she lived this life where she was like, I'm a mom. I'm tired. What's going on? Not everybody gets, you know, it's not my thyroid. What is it? It's food and nutrition. Mm. And so... She created this entire program. It is so detailed. It is so, like, she holds your hand through everything. Like, this week is just prep week. And it's literally like, day one, do this. Day two, do this. I mean, it's so detailed that there is no room for failure. Like, so you don't have to know what you're doing. You don't even have to know what a macro is. Mm -hmm. She teaches you everything. Just follow the roadmap. Yeah, totally. So I'm going on this journey with her and a lot of other people Mm -hmm. for seven weeks, and I'm going to be sharing it. Is this week one? This is week one, which is prep week. Right on. So um, I had to do things like take your measurements before and after pictures, um, clean out your refrigerator, read your materials, uh, learn your MyFitnessPal app. (laughs) I mean, it's just like real basic. And then we're Mm going to get into some food prepping. I'm going to be sharing recipes with people. I'm going to be sharing macros. I'm going to be sharing the failures. I'm going to be sharing the successes because all change is hard. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, there's going to be days where I'm like, I want your fruit strip, kiddo. I want your fruit strip so bad because I get like sugar cravings. And part of the reason why is my bad nutrition. Mm. And when you eat more sugar, you crave more sugar. And so I know because of doing Whole30 what it's going to feel like to have the sugar cravings after I eat and not be able to have my sweet treat. So you got to just, you know, improvise. You got to have an orange or something else. But um, I want to share this with other women because I know we're all battling a lot of the same ways that we feel or um, 
just the struggle with what do I cook or how do I know how much is in that or what's the portion size? So, mm-hmm. What would be two specific things through your fitness experience? Um, I know you've been on the program for you know only a week now, but just in fitness and nutrition, what you've found, two things that have been most impactful that have brought you better energy and just overall feeling better and more healthy. Two things have been most impactful with food or fitness? Both. Okay. Um, Getting a workout in actually helps me sleep better. Um, I need to do that for myself. It also releases a lot of that happiness in your brain that just, if you're having a bad day, go for a run, Mm. go work out. Like, I know I need that now. Um, Where I probably would have popped a bottle of wine And had two drinks, beef, mm-hmm. you know, as my, oh, I've had a bad day. Instead, I want to use working out as a way to get those endorphins and to give my body better rest and sleep. Yep. So physical activity is has some emotional side to it that you need to incorporate in your life in a positive way. And then with food, one of the takeaways is you, you, you got to eat more in the less in the like whole foods and less processed Mm. like things are it's all marketing on those boxes like it's natural it's healthy it's no trans fat you're like oh this is good no it's still (laughs) junk it is still (laughs) unriched bleached flour whatever enriched bleached flour so you need to just if it's an apple over something in a can or a box or whatever you want to eat the apple you want to eat the the whole foods your body needs those and so the better your nutrition the better your sleep, the better your attitude, the better your skin, the better your workouts, the better everything. So mm, I love it. That's why I'm on board with it. Yeah, <laughs> for <definitely>. sure. <laughs> um, so let me ask you this. How old do you say your kids were? Five and two. Five and two. So um, are they always on, you know, like a technology, like an iPad or an iPhone? Yes. Okay. So, you know, we didn't grow up with this stuff. And yeah. so our generation of parents have to learn like, how much is too much? <laughs> like what? I mean, I literally, we go to these parenting seminars, my husband and I, and I know it sounds cheesy, but you know, parenting doesn't come with a handbook. So we're always like, help somebody help. Um, so I'll take all the information about what to do about how to be a better mom. So we've gone to a few of them and you know, it's, you've got to like monitor the screen time some, but you can't have none. Mm-hmm. there's this balance of it. I mean, now, I mean, they're having iPads in school as yeah. part of curriculum, so you can't have none, mm-hmm. but what are they choosing to look at is really the thing. It's just like we were talking about with our whole social media thing, content, right? Mm-hmm. So are they using it educational-wise, or are they just on YouTube watching people open weird toys because that's a thing yeah. <laughs> I just found out about? That was not a thing when I was growing up. Like, they just watch them unwrap toys. And they have, like, millions of subscribers. Yes. <laughs> Who got that job? Like, I don't know. I don't but know. It's interesting nowadays. Is, I'm curious. Does your five-year-old, is does he kind of, like, know uh, what's going on when you, like, pull up your phone and are talking to it and making a story? Does he ever? No. Okay. Not yet. And I'm waiting for that. So one of the things about, like, I was saying where they're going to want to see in 2019, more behind the scenes. I've been a little, like, standoffish with my kids. Like, I'm not pulling them into savvy-style mom Mm. as much as I probably could or should because part of it is I don't know if they want to. 
And how much do I get? Should I show the whole world of these kids that didn't choose to be on there and don't know That's what I'm doing? Yeah. So I haven't decided where I'm at yet with that. I surely I show them because that is my family, um, and I love them to pieces, and they're cute as all get out. <laughs> but I haven't let the whole world in on all of it because you know, when he does know what's going on, he might say. I don't. I don't know if I yeah. want everybody to see, or that was embarrassing to me, or what. I mean, so, you're so just I want him decide. When that yeah, like he was in a post with me for like to know it, and we were standing in a mirror, and he was like doing the peace and everything <laughs> in the mirror, and he was like posing. I'm like, okay, clearly he has been watching. <laughs> he is soaking it up like a sponge. Yeah, and I didn't even like tell him what to do. He just started posing, and I was like, you're so cute. I was like, <laughs> okay, but he doesn't know what I do. Okay. I mean, he doesn't know what Instagram is. He's never seen it. Is uh, your husband pretty supportive of what you do? And does he take your pictures for you? <laughs> Every hubby takes photos. There you go. <laughs> yes, he does. Um, and at first, I, I think he was like, what are you doing? What's going on? Um, and then he was like, oh, okay, yeah, I can help. I can do this. I can take a photo. And I was like, ooh, that's a bad photo. <laughs> and he's like, oh. Okay, so then he got a little better with it. And so we've both grown with this. We've both gotten better. Um, you can easily scroll backwards and be like, whoa, yeah, that was not good. <laughs> um, but he, uh, there were some times where it was like, what are you doing on your phone? And I'm like, oh, I'm working. And so it took him a minute, right, because I've been the stay-at-home mom for six years. And he's like, oh, but now he officially, especially when money is coming in and there's more like, foundation to this business he's like okay she's working and so he's so good like tonight he's like okay mommy's gotta go to work or mommy's you know doing this right now okay boys come over here and he just helps he dives in i literally couldn't do this without him mm. there'd be no way at all to do this without all of his help and he knows that but there's certainly times where he's like all right it's date night let's put the phone down and i'm like yes not not everybody's gonna see every date night and everything that we do so there's balance and so much about this job is about balance. Whether it's this journal, you know, the the busyness of your life, the kids. I, w I did a post on this the other day. It's like, I'm the CEO of the household. Mm -hmm. I pay all the bills, I manage everything. Groceries, dinner, laundry, kids, parenting, discipline, vacation, travel, that's enough right there in and of itself. And then you throw in, like I'm still trying to date my husband mm. and keep the marriage going and keep that focus, trying to be a good Christian, friend, daughter. There's yeah, a lot. I mean, it's yeah. like all this, and then you throw a business on top of yep. it. And so you're juggling so much all the time. So the balance of how am I gonna keep it going without all the balls dropping, it's so hard. And it, they do drop. I mean, we're human. Yeah, definitely. And yeah. do you think that balance comes from you know, just making sure you're, let's say, for example, you know, spending that alone time with your husband, but then making sure that you're spending time with your kids. Or do you think that balance comes from actually spend like removing yourself from everyone else and spending time with yourself? I got to do all of it. Um, I have. And so that's sometimes why I just enjoy being up from midnight to 3 a.m. Yeah. It's like my husband's like, you're so tired, though. And I'm like, yeah, I'm tired. But that time is so important to mm. me. You know, and there's yeah. times where I totally just go take a bubble bath and I'm like, I'm out, I'm off duty. <laughs> and he gets that too. And he does the same thing. He needs it just as much. We yep. all need a little bit of all of that. I want my family time, my date nights, my alone time. 
and my time to work. Mm-hmm. And I enjoy doing all of them. But it's finding that perfect balance. And I don't always have it. And every week is different and every month is different. And so you're trying to figure out where you can find that balance each week or each day sometimes if you break it down. Um, but it's essential. We mm-hmm. all have to have it. I agree. That's awesome. Um, I think you you touched on this a little bit, but one question that I have, we're, we're wrapping up here, but what is your goal for what you're currently doing and where do you see your platform um, taking you in the future? Awesome. I love this question. Um, my goal is to just continue to inspire other people. Mm. <clears throat> and I'm not going to expect to inspire everyone on every post. But as we're growing and I'm continuing to grow, so growth is always a goal. Yep. I want to, who can I connect with? Who can I help? Who can I inspire? And how can I grow through them? Mm. This is a, an us thing. Yep. You know, it is not just a me thing. And so as they reach out and I communicate with these people, I'm growing, I'm learning. So as long as I'm still inspiring and still growing and still learning, I'm really, really happy. And that's where I want to keep it going. I want to keep the focus on the others. I want to promote other businesses and, um, you know, watch them grow too. So as much as you want to inspire others, what inspires you? Like people are just things. <laughs> anything. I mean, a- anything that you're passionate about that comes to mind. Um, it I'm could be a person, yeah. could be traveling. I don't know. Yeah. So I, I touched on Rachel Hollis. She's definitely inspirational. Um, she keeps it very real and she's ex- exceptionally motivating mm-hmm. and she's a mom. And so I, um, I really enjoy her content and she has inspired me a lot. I, my faith. And so my mm-hmm. church, you know, that group of people that are, constantly guiding me and you know I want this to be a God-led thing for me and as long as he's going to continue to open doors I'm going to walk through them and it's not always comfortable and I'm going to step out of my comfort zone because that's when you grow and this whole past six months of doing what I'm doing has all been growth Mm. because I had to step out of my comfort zone to do it I had to be vulnerable I had to fall down a couple times and every time you fall down you grow yep because what do you do? you got to pick yourself back up. And so I just look forward to this fresh new year to see where it's going to go. I don't have all the perfect plans out there yet. And that's what's exciting, too. It's like, yep. all right, let's just see what keeps coming from this. And then the next step and the next step. Um, so just keeping a good mindset is going to help me to do that the right way. Definitely. Um I love it. Is there anything else that you want to kind of say for the listeners or the people that are watching this that you want to get out there? Um, anything that you're working on? Shout out to anyone. I don't know. It could oh, be anything. Oh, gosh. I wish I would have thought of this ahead of time. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I just want to, I'd say definitely give me a follow because I'd love to connect with them. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to hear more of what they want to see from my brand okay. and uh, I love hearing why they follow my brand. You know, like that's that's also very inspiring and encouraging to me. Um, but I have a lot of fun things coming up this year. So, yeah, definitely follow along. And, and I hope that this Refine You journey can really open some doors or inspire some people. I know I keep using that word, but it is like the word of the night. Yep. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I just, yeah. Right if they can follow along and so where can people find you so they can follow yeah on instagram i'm savvy style mom my name's timna masario i will be opening some other platforms up 
probably later in 2019. Um, but right now, Instagram would be the main platform. And you have a blog website in the works? Yeah, that? right now it's parked. And okay. so you can sign up for it and when it's open and when it gets launched, mm-hmm. um, it will go live and they'll get notified. But it's SavvyStyleMom.com. I mean, it does. Yeah. All the way across the board. So easy to remember. So my last two questions for you before you go. The first one um, is what impact do you want to make in this world? Mm. Well, I'm raising two boys. And so I think when I think about the impact I'm going to make is I'm going to raise these two people to be good, compassionate, God-loving gentlemen. And they're going to get married and create families. And my, my legacy is going to keep going on through mm-hmm. them when I'm old and love done that. and gone. Yep. And so <clears throat> I love what I'm doing on Savvy Style Mom. Mm-hmm. But my real work is through those boys. And so I'm just trying to be the best mom I can be. I love it. And then so this kind of this last question kind of is a follow up to that. So let's say that you only had one lesson, just one that you could leave with your kids and the ones that you care about. What would that one lesson be? A one lesson. <sighs> Never give up. Mm. Yeah. Pretty you can't simple. yeah, just don't give up. Like I'm working on that right now with my my five year old. It's just so easy to be like, Well then I quit. Mm. And I'm like, Oh no, we're Masaris. We don't we don't quit. Yeah. You can't quit. <laughs> mm, the minute you quit yeah. is there was something great right around the corner. Yeah, you gotta keep going. I mean, nobody mm. built a business by quitting. I mean mm. And hopefully a, a little bit of what I'm doing here inspires them as they go, yeah, mom, she did something else. She created something and she put a lot into it mm-hmm. and she didn't quit when it was hard. And same thing with my husband and his business. He's a financial advisor. And so it's a basically an entrepreneurial business where you own your own book and you go work it and that's the deal. Mm-hmm. And so he's built it his whole life since he's been out of college and he's gotten to where he's at and He's going to keep going with it. He might even pass it off to the kids. I don't know. But we're building things that we want them to see matter and that you don't quit on. Mm. So never give up. That's a great lesson. Never give up. And that is about it for episode 12. Timna, I just want to say I appreciate you coming out, um, sharing your time with us. I encourage you to keep inspiring others through your platform. Um, you know, it's definitely really cool to see you being one of those lead women stepping up and just taking charge, bringing others together. So I just encourage you to keep doing what you're doing. Um, but yeah, thank you again for coming on. And I hope uh, if you need anything from us, feel free to reach out. We would love to help any way possible. Thank you guys so much. I enjoyed this. Awesome. Thank awesome. you.